Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Friday, November 3rd. This will be the EPL edition of the Foul Balls podcast. Today we will break down tomorrow's EPL slate. I am joined by my co-host, Rob Diamond. Hey, Rob, how's your week going? My week's been awesome. I had a blast with Champions League. I uh, had actually one of my better uh, better showings of the season so far this week, so I had a really good time with Champions League. Really looking forward to this EPL slate. Yeah, uh, I had a much better Wednesday than Tuesday. Uh, my Tottenham stack with Rafael Guerrero and Hugo Lloris paid off, you know, paid dividends as they beat Madrid 4-1. And they're actually looking like, you know, championship contenders, which is surprising to say. Yeah, I took a bunch of Spurs myself, and it was a really good time. I had a Harry Kane, Erickson, uh, Hugo Lloris stack, and once those two hit, it was a pretty pretty good time from there on. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, um, let's you know dive headfirst into this EPL slate. It's actually one of the way more interesting EPL slates we've had all season, as not one team in the top five is, you know, supposed to play in this main slate. The best team that will play on the slate is Liverpool, and they're currently sixth in the Premier League table. Anyways, let's start at goalie like we always do. And goalie, you know, it looks very tricky this weekend. Uh, I have no interest in paying up for Fraser Forster or any of the Southampton keepers. Price near 6000 That's just way too much, even though they seem to have, you know... A favorable matchup on paper against Burnley, but Burnley have proven to be a much better team on the road. Going just below that, uh, the Liverpool keepers on the road against West Ham. I also think that could be a trap, as we spoke before. And, you know, we both agreed we like two teams to target this week. I like the Huddersfield goalkeeper at 4,800. I cannot pronounce his name because there's some funny characters in it, but his first name is Jonas and he seems to be, you know, a pretty plausible play. He's scored double-digit points, or not double-digit points, but more than seven points past two weeks against, you know, powerhouse opponents in Liverpool and Man U, and he has a very favorable matchup this weekend against West Brom at home. West Brom are just not that good of a team. They're currently 15th. They don't create that many chances, so a clean sheet is very likely. And my second favorite keeper is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is on the road against Swansea, but like West Brom, Swansea is 17th. They're actually very bad, um, in both on the home, at home and on the road this season. And I just think you know Brighton is my favorite team to target as a whole. How about you, Rob? Yeah, a few things about the slate first. This is pretty well uh, as close to a garbage can as we're going to see uh, for a while, I'm hoping. Uh, it's not a lot of talent this slate. So a lot of times, especially for things like cash, you're going to have to uh, do things at the keeper where you're not necessarily comfortable, but you have to just roll with what Vegas and DraftKings are saying here. Uh, so I- I'm also equally off uh, Southampton and Liverpool keepers, uh, Forster and uh, either uh, Mignolet or Karras, whoever ends up starting for Liverpool. Both of them 
are looking at uh, conceding once, either conceding once and not seeing enough shots or conceding more than once. So that's just two recipes for disaster when you look at that kind of price range. Fabansi's okay. Uh, Swansea are decent at home, and uh, they've had a pretty good uh, record as of late keeping the ball out of the net. So I uh, don't mind Fabansi in cash because that is what uh, DraftKings is ba- in Vegas is telling us this week. In his last two games, he's let in a couple goals, but both of the games, it was pretty high quality. Uh, he is capable of getting the CS bonus. Swansea are capable of uh, keeping teams under one goal at home. Uh, they ha- they were pretty weak at, at the uh, start of the season, but they've greatly improved that. So you, that's something you can roll with. Bournemouth are hurting really bad up front right now. Uh, so Newcastle's another team that you can potentially target. I'm not interested in that. I'm actually looking at the other side of uh, Bournemouth's discount starters, but uh, there's no denying that Robert Elliott is at home this week for Newcastle. And at 5200 uh, that isn't the most expensive goalkeeper, so it's something you can comfortably roll with in cash, uh, because he's not going to see more than uh, the chance to make more than three saves, and he will not see more than uh, a couple goals go by him here. So that's a pretty safe cash, uh, cash option uh, this week. Whenever you get down lower is uh, where you'll find the best options this week. Uh, like you said, uh, Losel for Huddersfield is excellent. Uh, uh, one of the, probably the top play this week. Uh, West Brom away just aren't the same team. Uh, Foster conversely won't see enough shots from Huddersfield uh, to offset the goals he should let in. Matt Ryan's an excellent play for Brighton. Brighton are incredible at defending, and Swansea aren't very good at scoring. So that's a pretty good recipe for success there for uh, Matt Ryan and Brighton to find a clean sheet this week. I do like uh, Asmer Begovic a lot uh, this week at 4,200 for Bournemouth. Uh, I don't expect Bournemouth to be super potent up front, so they're going to be defending a little bit more than they uh, they would like. And uh, Guys like John Joe Shelby can get four shots on net just by himself, so Begovic is someone I'm looking at to make some saves this week at a pretty discounted price at 4,200. Avoid Joe Hart. There's no reason to touch that, especially against Liverpool. Uh, even if Liverpool don't come out firing full cylinders. Joe Hart's more than likely to concede on himself uh, than Liverpool are. So there's not a big concern here for me to uh, look for uh, West Ham to keep the ball and that it's not going to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me, but my last uh, my last take and my best play this week is going to be Nick Pope on Burnley at uh, 3,900. Uh, everyone just take a quick peek at his scores on DraftKings uh, the past few games. He has an incredible floor. Uh, he usually pops up around 8. Uh, the lowest he's f- uh, finished all season was a 6. Burnley are really... Excuse me. Really good at keeping the ball out of the net, and Southampton are really good at not scoring. So it's another great recipe here. The only difference this time is that you get a pretty massive discount at thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. Uh, I really like Burnley away uh, at the best of times. I really like Burnley away against Southampton this weekend to cause a lot of madness. um, what I'm hoping is that a lot of people will be jumping on Southampton with Liverpool thinking that it's going to be an easy uh, clean sheet against Burnley. And it, then they'll dud with, uh, even if Liverpool ends up succeeding this week, they'll end up dudding with Southampton and it'll ruin their cards anyways. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to uh, rostering uh, a lot of Burnley this week, starting with Nick Pope. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I like uh, Nick Pope definitely did not catch my eye, but 
after you know looking a second time at all the goalie options, he definitely seems to be firmly in play. He's you know had quite the spectacular run of matches, scoring you know not even having one negative outing so far this season. And the most goals he gave up was three to Manchester City, which we all know it's virtually impossible to keep a clean sheet against them this season. So that moves us to defenders, and at defense, it's you know. I'd like to say we, you know, stick with what you know this week. There's not much to like you. There's not really much to dig through. Cedric Suarez at 5900 The price seems a little bit high, but he's one of the safer, you know, DraftKings plays. He hasn't, he's gone over five crosses in his past six matches. He accumulates at least, you know, maybe one or two shots, and he's firmly involved in Southampton's offense. The Southampton should have the majority of the possession in this game, and they should be moving up, you know, into Burnley's territory throughout the game. He's one of my favorite plays. Alberto Moreno is my other favorite play. His price as well is very high, but he's another player that comes in with one of the best floors on the, at the defensive position in DraftKings. Like Suarez, he racks up crosses in a hurry. Liverpool will definitely have the majority of the possession in this game, and he'll look to, you know, flank on the left side with his left foot like he always does. But beyond that, there's not really much to like here. I think a lot of the players are just necessarily overpriced. Aaron Quest Cresswell I find interesting at 4,600. He did suffer an injury, and his cross count has gone lower since Manuel Lanzini returned to the lineup. But I still think he's worth you know a shot in the dark as Zabaleta is injured, so they'll definitely have to rely on him in that left side of the field. Um... Other than that, I don't really seem, you know, too much interesting plays. I think the Brighton guys are interesting, whoever starts for them, if you're looking to just chase clean sheets and at a low price tag, but they probably won't rack up crosses and other peripheral stats like the guys I mentioned above. What are your takes at defense, Rob? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Moreno and Suarez. Uh, Suarez is only going to feature for me in cash this week. I just don't see them getting the CS bonus. He's a, he is acceptable in our GPPs, but that salary without the CS bonus really limits his ceiling whenever uh, you have someone like Moreno uh, with uh, an excellent uh, excellent chance of a CS bonus here in comparison uh, to Southampton. Uh, so I don't necessarily like either of them outside of cash, uh, but in cash, the pair of them are, are excellent plays. Uh, I really like uh, Yedlin for Newcastle in cash also. He's someone who pumps out a decent floor. And if you're looking to pivot off the other two uh, for a chance at the CS bonus, uh, Yedlin's a really good option. Charlie Daniels is going to be one of my favorite plays this week, hands down. Uh, I think the corner count alone for Bournemouth is going to be sky high. Uh, so he should see a massive boost here. Uh, Stanislav, Stanislav, one of my uh, favorite uh, DFS plays in general for Bournemouth, their midfielder, went off hurt, and it uh, looks like he's going to be out again this week, uh, which is too bad. I feel really bad for him. He just got back to full health here a few weeks ago, and he was uh, coming back in the DFS form. He is, incredible. he is an incredible DFS player, uh, but with him out, you can take a quick look at Charlie Daniels' stats, and you can quickly see exactly when Stanislas got back into the lineup. It's very obvious uh, in terms of the hit that Charlie Daniels took.
hook to his set pieces. So with Stanislas out, Charlie Daniels is almost a, a lock in either format this week. He should see at least eight crosses. Uh, as you slowly get down further, uh, I'm going to be avoiding the West Brom wing backs this week. Uh, I think this is a game where Huddersfield are absolutely going to smash, and uh, Brom won't get the chance to really move forward to build any kind of a floor. Um, where are the good guys that I was looking at here? I have a few really neat takes. Uh, probably my top take here for uh, defense this week is going to be the Burnley center back, Ben Mee. Uh, there's a couple of ways about this. The first is uh, he has a really good floor uh, for a center back. So you don't really have to worry about him scoring you a negative or not showing up and getting you a flat zero. Uh, he always tends to find a way to get points on the board and usually finishes around two point two times value um, and then whenever you add the CS bonus on top of that, that I'm kind of expecting against Southampton makes him a pretty decent cash play in all truths at 3200 but uh, whenever you consider that Southampton are really really bad in the air and Robbie Brady to Ben Mee has been one of the top uh, top connections this week or this uh, entire season excuse me for uh, Burnley so I uh I really like uh, that to connect here this week and find a way to uh, get into the back of the net. There isn't really uh, too many options outside of that. Uh, you can take a look at uh, Stephen Ward on Burnley if you would like. Uh, Chris Lowe on Huddersfield is probably another guy I'll be going back to this week because he takes the penalty shots for Huddersfield. Eventually, this is going to pay off. Eventually, it has to hit for me. I've been talking about it in every article. I like... Uh, Huddersfield's chance at home to get a clean sheet against Brom, so that could be something to look for in GPPs. Uh, and the last uh, cash take here would be a uh, Sutner on uh, Brighton. He has a really good floor, uh, and the chance of CS bonus against Swansea is always an option here. So uh, I wouldn't be afraid to take a quick look at Sutner uh, if you need some really se serious cash relief this week for cash. Uh, so that's uh, basically all my uh, defensive takes. Awesome. Well, sounds like we're mostly in agreement in defense, too. Um, for the majority of the part, it seems like paying out makes the most sense. So, that being said, let's move to midfield. Midfield, um, as you know, Liverpool are by far the heaviest favorites on the slate. They're on the road in West Ham. Coutinho's status is in doubt. He's you know still injured. He's probably not going to play. Jurgen Klopp said earlier this week... Um, Jurgen Klopp also said Sadio Mane is looking very good, but he's not ready to probably play a full 90. He'll probably come on around the 60, 60 to 65 minute mark and ease him in back to like game shape. He'll probably come on for Daniel Sturridge would be my guess if Daniel Sturridge gets to start at the nine roll. Obviously, we won't pay ten thousand dollars for Sadio Mane. Matt Ritchie at ninety one hundred. That price is just. E. Gregorius, I have no interest in ever paying that kind of price for Matt Ritchie. DraftKings, I felt felt the need to just price him high because the slate is, you know, doesn't possess the best of teams, so they needed to price someone up, you know, with the Liverpool guys. But that if someone uses him in their lineups and he goes for 25 to 30 points, that's just pure luck, and they should not be able to win with that kind of, you know, intuition. Below that, Dusan Tadic has been awful. Southampton's been awful. There's not really much going on in Southampton's offense. Seems like there's too many cooks in the kitchen between Ward, Prowse, Davis, Redmond, Dusan. You know, 
I don't like to guess. I like to, you know, know where I'm getting my production from when I target midfielders, and then that brings me to below that in the 5K range. Um, my favorite guy is Anthony Knockart. Anthony Knockart is a guy that many people probably aren't familiar with. He plays for Brighton, but he's very well involved in Brighton's offense. He's on the right wing. He's racked up over seven crosses in two out of his last three games. And I think at 5,100, he offers, you know, fine value against Swansea on the road. They should carry the majority of the possession in this game. They should not be on defense. Swansea are awful. They're in the bottom three of the table this year. They have failed to win in, I believe, their last... Uh, where do I have it? Their last one win, I think, in the last five matches. I can't find it right now, but point is, I think Brighton's going to carry the majority of the possession, and Anthony Knockhart should be a guy that's heavily involved in the offense. Outside of that, um, I'm not really keen on anyone too much. I think Jordan Henderson is an interesting play if he gets a start. If Milner's out, he should carry the majority of the set pieces and corner kicks without Coutinho and Milner, but... Outside of that, I think I'm going to be, you know, sticking within the 5-7K to 7K range. I don't see a need to pay up all the way for the Liverpool people that I think that the majority of the public will definitely be chasing. What about you, Rob? Okay, yeah, so this this is actually one of my favorite midfield crews of the season so far. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the way DraftKings is pricing, and a lot of it has to do with the lack of overall skill this late. Uh to talk about first, uh, let's start with Liverpool. Um, the issue here with Liverpool is that, first of all, uh, West Ham are not a good defensive squad, but without Coutinho, Liverpool isn't a very good attacking squad. As it was shown against Maribor over the weekend, or over the midweek, excuse me, they started three of their main guys here, the same three guys that they're probably going to start today, and they're completely incapable of breaking down a Maribor defense uh, for more than three goals, uh, which is saying something considering the game before with Coutinho, they managed to break him apart for seven goals. That should be a pretty big indication how big of a deal Coutinho is to this Liverpool side ability to attack. Now, the second part of this is if Sadio Mane is going to be coming off or coming on guaranteed at some point this game that means someone is guaranteed to come off and that makes it a little bit scary when you start trying to target these guys you can probably rely on Salah not coming off for Mane but can you rely on Salah not coming off for anyone else you know it just gets to the point here where if Liverpool are guaranteeing to be making changes to their starting lineup here throughout the game that's not something you can safely target. Now, when you consider they're the real only only team that most people will be targeting and by far the highest salaries of the week, Liverpool is something you really should consider just straight out fading this week. Um, it's not that they can't do well. They're probably going to do well. It's just for from a DFS perspective, it's really hard to target them and pay for their salaries whenever you know they're going to be coming off. And then if you take the risk on top of that, well, they're not really good right now without Coutinho. That's just another bad variance to take on top of everything that's already there. And it just makes a really nasty play. And you kind of need them to break out here for a 6 nothing, 7 nothing win against West Ham, which probably isn't going to happen. It can. West Ham are that good but Liverpool just 
don't strike me as a team that are going to come out and score more than five goals this week. Uh, Matt Ritchie is priced for Newcastle, moving on from Liverpool. Matt Ritchie is priced relative to this slate. Uh, his role on Newcastle uh, warrants uh, a top-end price, but uh, 9K is not something that you're going to see him uh, pay off, where, on the other hand, James Milner absolutely will. You can play James Milner. He's not going to be the one that comes off. Uh, so he may come off, but he's not going to be in that same discussion of for sure coming off in the forward crew. Uh, so you can safely roster James Milner in any format this week and uh, be confident you're going to get 90 minutes at more than eight crosses and probably another uh, fantasy point finish around 20 points. Do Tadic someone you have to fade here against Burnley? Burnley are incredible at keeping people under one one or less goals, and uh, Southampton are incredible at scoring one or less goals. So there's no real ceiling uh, to be had from Tadic. And when you consider the price range here, uh, there's two other guys I'm about to talk to uh, talk about who should absolutely smash Tadic's ceiling to bits. So there's really no reason to pay 7700 for Tadic this week. Uh, the next two guys are uh, Aaron Moy and uh, Pascal skill growth on uh, uh, excuse me Huddersfield and Brighton respectively Aaron Moy should uh, completely tear West Brom apart this week uh, he hasn't seen the same kind of uh, crosses that uh, he has at the start of the season the last few weeks but if you look at the teams they uh, played Liverpool and Manchester United the last couple of weeks uh, so that uh, is a floor decrease uh, that's an expectation there so it's not very surprising uh, and if you look at one of my favorite things about Huddersfield Town this week if you look at their scores they have one of the craziest home away splits uh, so so far this season. I'll give you an idea here. This is Aaron Moy's scores. Away he got a 6. At home he got a 14. Away he got an 8. At home he got an 11. Away he got a 5. At home he got an 18. Away he got a 5. So this is someone that you can really rely on at home here to boost his uh, floor and ceiling. And when you consider they're in an absolute smash spot against Brom, Aaron Moy is someone you should be locking in in both formats uh, very freely this week. Uh, Pascal Gross is someone who, with uh, like your pick, Knockhart, is just they're going to pump in the crosses. As you and I were talking about before uh, we started recording here, this week is a week where you should just be looking for floor. Uh, a lot of people are going to be chasing the ceilings of Liverpool that won't hit and uh, the Matt Ritchie ceiling that won't hit. So uh, look for just straight floor across the board this week. Uh, you're going to be able to get 20 points from Aaron Moy and Gross and Robbie Brady. The, the third major pick for me in midfield this week who sits at the exact same price range. Uh, all three of these guys can pump out 20 points without a problem. Robbie Brady's going to feast this week. Uh, he should absolutely tear apart Southampton who won't have an answer for his crosses. He's one of the few players in the entire slate right now who has a floor that's close to two assists. Uh, and I don't expect... Burnley to score that much, but just the simple fact that Southampton are so poor in the air, clearing out crosses, and Brady is so good at sending in crosses, this is a game where he could absolutely go off here and smash. Uh, Tom Carroll, someone you can think about cash if you would like. Um, he hasn't. He's seen a significant drop in set piece action. 
so I won't be looking to him as much anymore. Uh, but he is something that you can consider. Nathan Redmond's going to be the only uh, person you can rely on from Southampton to do anything from his price range. I'm not going to be looking to him, but that's just something from Southampton that you can look at. Oxlade Chamberlain may start out wide. Uh, he may start in the midfield. He may come off. That's just a scary target for me. I'm going to be fading that. Lanzini takes us uh, more set pieces for West Ham now. If uh, you're not going to be looking at uh, James Milner, you can take a look at Lanzini. He just doesn't have any ceiling, uh, which is a concern for me when you have everyone else with a, a pretty significant chance at the ceiling. Uh, that same said for uh, Chris Brunt on West Brom. He takes a lot of corner kicks and set pieces, but he just doesn't have a ceiling. Uh, so there's no real purpose in only paying uh, 500 less when you can get a ceiling of potentially 15 to 20 points more uh, from the, the trio that I mentioned at the first. Uh, so Chris Brunt just isn't something I'm going to look at. When you get down really low, John Joe Shelby is something I'll look at in a GPPs. He loves to shoot the ball. Uh, he's really active. He has a pretty decent floor, so it's something that you don't have to worry about him scoring a zero unless he takes a red card, which is always a possibility. But at home, he likes to shoot the ball from crazy spots, and he's uh, super active and a, a, actually a pretty good player. Uh, Ar Arnovic is someone else on West Ham I'll be looking at a little bit at 5300 That's just a price range that's appealing to me. Same with Tom Minson, GPP. It's just a price range that's really appealing. Knockhart is a guy that uh, you can rely with like you talked about. Sam Klukas is someone in Swansea that you may have to consider at 5K if you're not sold on the concept of Brighton doing well this week. Uh, he's moved back to left back uh, for Swansea, and you can see the significant increase in his cross count since he's moved back to left back. I happened to catch the game against Arsenal on TV, and he was incredible getting forward and uh, causing a lot of havoc, and he scored a goal, uh, which he absolutely earned with a brilliant run. So it wouldn't surprise me if Klukas comes back on the score sheet this week for Swansea as a, a really active person. Outside of that, there really isn't too much to look at here for midfielders. Uh, there's no reason to drop down low for uh, salary uh, relief this week when you're getting the salary relief out of that massive floor from the trio in the middle. So basically what you want to do this week is stick to the Aaron Moy, uh, Gross, Robbie Brady, Lockhart, uh, Milner, uh, th those five, if you just pop those five into your cards repeatedly, you're going to have an excellent week. Uh, so that's uh, mostly my midfield takes. Awesome. Yep. Once again, sounds like we're on the same page. Uh, we're, you know, you don't see much value in going up, paying up for Liverpool. They had a midweek match. Granted, it was at home against a pretty weak, low-class opponent, but... As we all know, anything can happen in the EPL. West Ham, you know, they aren't necessarily a good team, but they are playing at home, and they could catch, you know, this has a, a trap feel, as we like to say, in DFS for Liverpool. Anyways, let's move to forward. My forward takes are pretty similar to my midfield takes. Um, not on any of the Liverpool players. Pascal Gross, like you mentioned in midfield, I was going to save him for forward. He's basically the focal point of Brighton's offense. Brighton once again has a very favorable matchup on the road in Swansea and if Brighton are going to win this game it's likely going to be through the positive play of Pascal Gross he will likely be in all my lineups I think he's an interesting play he's only 7100 I believe 7200 uh, Tammy Abraham is another guy I think that's pretty interesting he seems to be you know if Swansea's going to have um, you know a good game a good match if they're going to score a goal it's likely going to be through him 
He's a massive presence in the forward spot. I believe he's like six seven or something crazy like that. He was a former Chelsea, you know, prospect, and he's now on Swansea. He's been given all the opportunities to succeed. He's doesn't have too many goals. He had one game where he had two goals, and it was against Huddersfield. He's played against two, you know, better class opponents the last two weeks in Arsenal and Leicester, and now he's back at home against. A good defensive team, but if Brighton were to concede a goal, it would likely be through Tammy Abraham. Uh, I think the Newcastle forwards are interesting. Alexander Mitrovic, Dwight Gale, and Joe Um Whoever starts for them up front, I think they're a solid play against Bournemouth. But outside of that, you know, I'm fading Liverpool. Javier Hernandez, Chicharito is interesting at 6,300. If West Ham were to, you know, catch Liverpool on a counter or whatnot, Hernandez has, you know, shown the big playability in the Prem before, as he used to be on Man U. He's, you know, a talented guy. He only has five goals this season, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Liverpool concedes one or two here, as their back line is not necessarily the best, and they are playing somewhat fatigued, as they had a game, a match midweek. But other than that, I think Glenn Murray is probably my favorite target. He's 5,400. He's Brighton's forward. He's scored three goals in the past two matches. He's had six shots, five of them on target, and he's a guy that's just very heavily involved. Brighton is an offense that, you know, flank from the sides, and they look to just throw in a bunch of crosses at Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray can easily catch his head on any any ball thrown in. He uh, Two games ago against West Ham, he had seven fouls that he drew, and... You know, I think he's going to be heavily involved in this matchup. Swansea are a team that has conceded multiple goals at all times this year, and I will be looking to stuff, or not stuff, but easily fit Glenn Murray into most of my lineups. At 5,400, I think he's easily one of the best value plays on the slate. Rob, what are your takes on forward this week? And So, yeah, first, let's talk about this slate as a whole in relation to your forward selection. Um, West Brom at Huddersfield should finish under two goals. Bournemouth under Newcastle should finish under two goals. Burnley at Southampton should finish under two goals. Brighton at Swansea should finish under two goals. Liverpool at West Ham is the only game that should finish with more than two total goals this week. So if you're looking to use forwards, obviously, Sal is a good choice. Um, he may be the only Liverpool player that you can focus on this week in terms of uh, actually having a ceiling and uh, maybe one of the few players this slate that actually has the ceiling. Uh, that being said, I just don't like Liverpool to pay off the salary when you can have all sorts of uh, pretty steady production across your whole card. Uh, so I'll be avoiding Salah, but there's still the other team, West Ham, and I'll talk about them in a second. Um, Gavidani is uh, a good enough striker. He's Italian national. Uh, he plays in the national team. He could pay off at 7,800 uh, with just a goal and a few shots, but I just don't see that happening against Burnley, uh, especially when you can get a couple other guys here towards the bottom who have the chance of being involved in two goals. Uh, so Southampton just aren't a team to look towards uh, going uh, attacking uh, and putting the ball in the net. Uh, Tammy Abraham is an excellent player. As you mentioned, uh, he actually is still owned by Chelsea. He's over uh, at Swansea on a loan. Uh, so 
there's tons of reason to believe here that he has a lot of talent. Uh, his last few home games have been pretty impressive where he's managed to score. Uh, outside the, the Leicester uh, game there, he has been scoring at home at a pretty frequent rate. He had a great game against Arsenal. Uh, he, he may be one of those people that are starting to come into form a little bit and uh, turn out to be a really good forward in this league. Uh, this week, I'm st- I-, I just prefer to target uh, Matt Ryan and uh, Brighton over uh, Tammy Abraham. But uh, other than that, uh, he, he still has a really good play. Uh, putting uh, Pascal Gross in your forward slot this week is probably the sharpest play you could possibly do uh, because it still opens up a lot of midfield options for you to pile into. Uh, so putting him into forward is... Uh, lock this week. Uh, feel confident doing that. Don't waste your spot with him in the midfield. There's too many midfielders to choose this week. Uh, so make sure to put him into your forward. Because they're just, like I mentioned at the start here, there isn't a lot of ceiling to be found this week. Uh, so make sure you get him uh, as a really good forward option here. When you get down cheaper, I like uh, Mooney on Huddersfield. I this is where you're getting to the point here where uh, you're kind of looking for that sneaky play that no one else is going to be on. Uh, because since the ceilings are so uh, so low this week, you're just looking for those those random guys. Uh, Moody's coming back from injury here. He should see 90 minutes again. And he's really the only guy in Huddersfield that can score goals consistently. Uh, so I'll be looking for him to uh, get right back into the right foot here and uh get a goal for Huddersfield against Brom uh, this week. Uh, I like... Uh, I like uh, Javier Fernandez uh, for West Ham a lot. I don't think he'll be starting... But uh, if he does, you can feel free, especially if him and Andy Carroll start up together. West Ham have uh, been fiddling around with their formation here. And uh, last week they, they went to the 3-5-2 using those two wingbacks as wing midfielders, uh, which is excellent for us here in DFS because it means we get a, a chance at CS bonuses and lots of crosses. So uh, Cresswell, great play. Stack him with Chikorito if you'd like. Uh, uh, Chikorito, sorry, I know you give me, give me slack for pronouncing that name wrong uh but uh yeah he's uh, someone i'll be looking to uh, use in some gpps this week i'm really hoping joshua king doesn't play this week he's got a back injury and he's been seeing a specialist uh his salary is just a little bit too expensive for gpps but uh, my hope is that he doesn't play and uh callum wilson ends up playing you had some really great calls there with a guy like glenn murray an awful lot i think he's going to really pay off this week too in a, especially in gpp He's going to go completely unowned. But my two favorite forward takes uh, this week are at the 5K range. And the first one I'll talk about is Callum Wilson for Bournemouth. This is the, with the hopes that uh, both Jermaine Defoe, who's been hurting uh, with uh, an injury, a little hamstring injury, which is never fun, and uh, Joshua King's been hurting with a uh, back injury. And there are other forwards uh, uh I think it's Akfobi is also hurt. Uh, he's out. So they really are low on options here up front right now for Bournemouth. Uh, last week against Chelsea, they didn't score at all. And a lot of that was due to their lack of talent up front. Callum Wilson is the former captain of Bournemouth. Uh, I say former because he's gone through a couple of injuries here that would end the careers of basically 99.9% of the league. Uh, he broke 
broke his leg gruesomely, and then he uh, dislocated and tore his knee apart. Uh, he's come back from both injuries here, and he was he was all the rage in Bournemouth's first season coming back into the English Premier League. Uh, he was scoring some spectacular goals. He takes a lot of the free kicks. He takes the penalty shots, which he scored from uh, in their midweek cup tie. So I really like Bournemouth if uh, Callum Wilson comes back this week because he's the spiritual leader. He's the heart of this team. And uh, with him back in the lineup, uh, I don't know their ceiling. It's It goes from being a, a low-defined, low-chance ceiling to a, a really undefined a limited ceiling here. He could come out and score a hat trick uh, because that's just the kind of player he is. He's he bicycle kicking. Uh, if you stack him and Glenn Murray, that's a pretty fun GPP stack. I can imagine some pretty cool feelings coming through at the end of the GPP uh, at the end of the slate when you're looking at it in first place and having Glenn Murray and Callum Wilson with two goals each at absolutely no ownership. Uh, so that would be a pretty interesting thing to explore this week. My uh, my other take is Andy. Carroll. I, uh, I'm going to go to the grave with this guy. Uh, he's burned me more times than fire itself. But uh, the fact still stands that he's a world-class talent. And Liverpool are not at the defensive core uh, a world-class town and they're in particularly very 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 poor to guys who stand at six foot five and head the ball in at a repeated basis uh, so I'm looking at Andy Carroll here to uh, have again uh, a really good ceiling he doesn't really have the floor uh, he takes lots of shots though so don't be afraid to look to Andy Carroll uh, if he ends up starting here. Whichever West Ham or both, if they West Ham decide to start with both, don't be afraid to rock bo- uh, one or the other here. I wouldn't stack both of them. One of them's going to be coming off, but I like Andy Carroll to be the more dangerous of the two with his uh, physical frame, which Liverpool really struggles with. Uh, you could take a look at Sam Vokes for Burnley. Burnley's struggling up front too, uh, but uh, with injuries, excuse me, and to score goals. But uh, Sam Vokes is someone who can easily latch on to the end of uh, some Robbie Brady crosses, uh, which should be in uh, a large mass this week. But in terms of forward, that's really it for me. Uh, just make sure you take Pascal Gross and uh, get him into your forward slot. That's absolutely the sharpest play of the slate. There everyone has it. That's our takes for match week. Uh, 11, 10, 12? Which one is it? Double digits, I know that. I'm pretty sure it's 11 or 10. Whatever it is, 11 or 10, that's that's our take on match week 11 or 10 in English Premier League this weekend. And if there's anything you know, you've know you learned that may be a bold take or may not be a bold take, it's that Liverpool feels like a trap and could be a trap. So, you know, whatever... Hundreds of listeners that listen to this, hopefully you guys don't play Liverpool, or if you do, keep it to a minimum exposure. That's not the correct lineup strategy we you know, we want to implement this weekend. And good luck to everyone, and hopefully you see some green this weekend. Goodbye. Have fun.